Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to Thursday, August the 13th, and another Cup of Joe podcast where we continue to look at Matthew chapter 18. In fact, we will finish out Matthew 18 today and leave off on the first verse of chapter 19. So if you are following along, if that is uh, what makes it easiest for you to, uh, to, to allow that scripture to gain root within you, we will be looking at Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 through uh, 19, chapter 19, verse 1. Kind of a longer gospel reading today, so let's get right to it. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you not seven times, but 77 times. This is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant! I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives his brother from his heart. When Jesus finished these words, he left Galilee and went to the district of Judea across the Jordan. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So a beautiful gospel. Again, a familiar one uh, with that story um, in which I think every one of us finds ourselves. If we read it, we see ourselves within that, I suspect. I know I do. Um, and again, talks about the what we began yesterday we talked about two main things yesterday prayer and forgiveness and uh, and Jesus continues on that vein today with forgiveness so let's talk more about it uh, again uh, I'll say the same thing that I did yesterday I this topic is bigger than me so please if you've got more insights better insights deeper insights uh, yeah throw mine out uh, just use them to the extent that they they help and if not, uh, you know, praise God that, that you've got others. 
So, so here's the, the, the question that Peter um, kicks everything off. In fact, this gospel flows right from yesterday. And so Peter then asks Jesus, Lord, if my brother, and I think it's fair to say my sister, if another sins against me, how often must I forgive them? As many as seven times. Now, we need to know Peter is being magnanimous with that. Peter is not just being a goofball, but he's, saying, he's trying to be very, um, Lord, you know, I, listen, I know we're called to forgive once, but it's that fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me idea. I'll forgive you once, but if I got to go back to that well again, uh, don't expect it the second time. Um, and so he's saying, listen, do I have to do it seven times? Uh, I mean, that's a lot. And Jesus is saying, no, not seven times, but 77 times. Um, we've heard it other times, seven times, 70 times, seven times. And, and so what Peter is doing is trying to be magnanimous. What Jesus is doing is saying, we're going to take it beyond the realm of numbers. Jesus isn't saying, okay, we got to, and, and you know this, forgive me, but I'm just saying it. He's not saying, hey, listen, we got to forgive 77 times, but we get to the 78th, we're okay. We're okay to, to stop. Peter's saying, I want to be magnanimous and, and forgive a lot, but there's an end to forgiveness. Jesus is saying, there's never an end to forgiveness. That's, that's the conversation that's, that's taking place here. Even though they use numbers, this is what's happening. And, uh, and so I bring that up, my friends, because, boy, oh boy, you know, I like to make fun of Peter. Um, and because he is so impetuous and, and just goes off so quickly. But, but he's, not, he's not wrong. He, he captures you and I. He captures humanity well in that we don't want to be hurt. And if I keep forgiving, doesn't that open it up so I keep getting hurt and, uh, and keep being vulnerable? And there's all a balance with that. And as I said yesterday, forgiving does not mean forgetting. It does not pretend that it didn't happen. It does not mean we put ourselves in harm's way. It means I will never want the poor or the bad for that other person. I want to release them as best I can from whatever this thing is that enslaved them and enslaved us. Uh, I want to release me. Uh, so I'm not carrying it. And, and I'm not feeling the effects of that illness uh, by carrying that anger within me and what that does to me emotionally, spiritually, and even physically. Um, it's, it's a moment that says, as I mentioned yesterday, I choose not to see you and simply see this action or this, uh, this, these words or this, this division. Um, it's, it's, it's choosing brothers and sisters to let God be the judge and not us. And, and maybe that's how Peter put his finger so well on this, you know, when do, I get to, when do I get to stop this mag magnanimity? When, 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 can I, when can I judge again and point fingers and say, they're the bad guy and I'm the good guy? Um, and Jesus says, never. I, I would argue, and, and forgive me if I'm going into it too long, I would argue that's, that's the fall at, at Eden. Uh, it was 
the fact that we wanted to eat from the tree of knowledge. There's nothing wrong with the tree of knowledge. You know that. Knowledge is good. But the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So I can make those judgments as to what is good and what is evil. And there is only one who knows enough to make those judgments, and it is not you and I. And so this is a wonderful gospel that not only reminds us about forgiveness uh, and, and the importance of it, and that we either are living within it or we're, we're, we're living without it. Put whatever numbers you want to. We're either living within forgiveness or we're not. We're either Jesus or Peter. And, and Jesus is inviting us to that side, and he says there's only one. There's only one who can judge. And that's not you and I. It's not you and I. Which leads me to my second and last point here, brothers and sisters. That's so good. Um, and I'm so glad Jesus tells his parable in this way. You know, in the, in the Lord's Prayer, we, we, we say, forgive us, Lord, as we forgive others. Um, and it almost sounds like God is reactive to us. Lord, okay, however I forgive, then you, you give me that same measure. And, and, and there's truth to that. I'm, I'm not going to underlie that, that point. But I like how the forgiveness happens in this parable to the, to the servant first. And, and he begs, you know, obviously he knows he screwed up and, and he falls at the feet and says, you know, be merciful with me and give me time and I'll pay back the debt in full. Well, the, the master, knowing he has nothing to, to pay back this debt in full, can't do it, forgives him the whole thing. And, and that's, in a sense, how God invites us then to live within that space of forgiveness. And because we have experienced that, because we have, have, have dealt with that on a, on a, a basis that is, that is internal, and I know what that feels like, therefore, because God is always the instigator, never us. We are reactive to God, not vice versa. So God sheds us with that grace. And then we, in turn, live that and give that to others. And, of course, somehow he shut off the abundant grace of God and wouldn't pass that on to his next fellow person, servant, uh, who begged him. So, brothers and sisters, I've used this word before. I just remind us we are always called to be conduits of God's abundance. God is abundant. And, and he showers it first and foremost on us, whether that's our blessings, our, you know, our, our intelligence, our, our compassion, our, our uh, forgiveness, our, our life, whatever it is, that we are called freely we have been given and freely we must give. Uh, that we were invited and, and continue to be invited into that kingdom of God, that realm and what it looks like. And, and if it looks like anything, it looks like grace. And that's what this parable is telling us. And therefore, how, and this is why I say, gosh, Peter is us, and, and this parable is us. Because how do we then turn and then judge another? Because we are, we do. And we point fingers at them and say, they're not worthy of that grace. Or they're not worthy of my life or love or, or God's life and love or whatever it is. And I'm going to separate. No, brothers and sisters, if we have been given, we must give. And, and it's not a worthiness game. In fact, let's start there with this parable. The one who received the grace and forgiveness was not worthy. It was the magnanimity of God, of the master. It was the compassion, moved with compassion. He forgave the whole debt. And, and I guess this is my point I'll make, and I'll be quiet. Brothers and sisters, I've talked about humility before, and I think it's important 
for humility, not for us to think that we are unworthy or not good. No, you and I are the beloved of God. Praise God for that, by God's goodness. We are the most worthy, not because of ourselves or our actions, but because we are made in the image and likeness of God, and we are God's child. But so is the person with which we are angry today. Are you um, I am on my podcast. Everybody say hello to Kim. Hello there. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and so, uh, or gosh, what was I talking about? The magnanimity of God. Um, that brothers and sisters, we, we have to remain humble. Uh, and, and we have to remember whoever it is we are angry about, that they too are the child of God. And, uh, and it's easy then, I think, at least for me, I, I won't say it's easy, but it's easy to think, and, and I think it's human nature for us to think about, well, were all the good things we have done. Um, but I think it's important that we remember we are sinners in need of grace. I loved that first interview that Pope Francis gave. Uh, so this had to be back in 2013, seven years ago. And they said, who is Jorge Borjolio? And the first thing he said after thinking a while is, I am a sinner. I'm a sinner in need of grace. Now, that doesn't mean I'm worthless and I'm unworthy and I'm no good. That's not what it means at all. It means I need to remember that everything I am and every grace I'm given and every goodness I contain is given in spite of that, of the fact that I make poor decisions and I hurt people whether I intend to or not. Um, and, uh, and I've hurt myself and, and I've separated myself from God and others, but I'm still loved by God. I, I think we need to remember not only, brothers and sisters, that God loves us. I think that's half the truth that we are the children of God, we are the beloved, because you and I are. But we need to remain humble because I think it's in that humility that remembers we are in need of grace. And it's only because of God's grace that we walk. We live and move. Uh, you know, to use the quote by Robert, Robert Louis Stevenson, there is nothing but God's grace. We walk upon it, we breathe it, we live and die by it. That's a person who remembers it is all God's. And when I remember that, then, my friends, I can ease more, much more easily be compassionate to those also in my life who need it because I recognize it in me when I see it in them. And then I can be that conduit of God's grace. So there is goodness in us remembering who we are, which is a sinner, someone in need of God's grace, and thankfully by the grace of God who has been showered in it. Let's pray there is someone or something for which you would like to pray, I invite you to call that to mind at this time. And let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth joyful mystery, uh, the presentation in the temple. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Have a marvelous Thursday, and I look forward to us being back together one more time this week tomorrow. Mm-mm.